This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and And now we've got a year to visit all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Absolutely right. Uh, No clue. Absolutely no clue. Hi, I'm Paul Tyler. You're listening to Lincoln A to Z here on Siren 107.3. And the other side of the desk twiddling the knobs is Johnny, the producer. Hi, Johnny. Hello there. Hello. And uh, let us know which grid we're going to be visiting from the Lincoln A to Z map this week. Sam Slack. I've lived in Lincoln for just shy of a year. I think Lincoln has a lot of historic places, good shopping, and quite a decent nightlife. Uh, Right, okay, now... Nitty-gritty, don't look, don't look. Okay, okay, okay. Take a grid out. Got one. N9. N9, and because it's a pink one, we need to go to the second one. This takes us inside the big grid in the middle. Big B, little B, two. BB2. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. You're listening to Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM, and the grid that's been randomly chosen by Joe Public this week is BB2. So, Johnny, tell me what is inside the grid. Okay, uh, within the grid this time, you've got uh, Hungate and West Parade, and of course the police station on West Parade. Uh, Motherby Hill, Spring Hill, lots and lots of hills, really, as yeah. we discovered. Yeah, we did, we did. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of breathlessness, and we'll apologise for that in advance, but uh, only once. Uh, if, if nothing else, uh, Lincoln A to Z is, baking, is making us both a lot fitter. Uh, so, uh, Lincoln A to Z, sirenonline.co.uk uh, is the uh, email address. You can also find us on Facebook, and of course, we're on Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. Uh, and of course, there's our website. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. But now it's time to uh, discover what is inside BB2. Uh, taken from the large red scale city centre from the A to Z map of Lincoln. Uh, and while Johnny and I went walk about in the grid, the conversation very soon turned to aesthetics. Uh, so, uh, grid BB2 sees us out uh, on an evening. We've got a late pass out. Uh, tonight and uh, it's, it's actually right next to a, a grid we've previously done and uh, it, it seems fitting to start sort of uh, on, a, on a theme that we picked up on and when we were talking about uh, the old county council offices which I believe to be uh, the ugliest building uh, in Lincoln uh, a lot of people uh, got in contact with us either via Facebook, Twitter etc or the website saying well surely come on what about uh, the police station and what, what was the nickname there for this uh, building? I think they call it Rivita House on account of the strange sort of dimpled concrete blocks that it's built from. Okay, now I, I disagree with it because uh, I think it's a functional building, and somewhere in it, I think I think there's a there's a bit of a bit of beauty. I think it's uh, it, it's so different, and what what I find uh, offensive about the council building opposite it, it's just so bland and that it, it lacks characteristic. Whereas this this building is going to push some buttons, uh, especially I suppose these days when it was built. I wonder if it was you know sort of accepted as as, as modern. It'd be quite quite interesting to. Uh, 
if we can get some correspondence with anyone that can remember it being built, and was there an outcry of this monstrosity, or were people thinking, well, actually, yeah, yeah, this is something new, something exciting? Yeah, it may have been a kind of, you know, grand designs sort of thing of its day. You know, Kevin MacLeod would have been simpering over it, saying how beautiful it was and how the sunlight catches the, the Rivita concrete blocks. Um, and now we look at it and think, you know, what a mess. But times change, don't they? Fashions change. Uh, they do. I remember recently when they were they were talking about just sort of not disusing the, uh, the this building and carrying everything out from uh, from Netland, the police headquarters. Uh, I thought, well, no, that, well, that's ridiculous on a lot of levels. I think you know, sort of taking the uh, the, the police away from the town uh, or appearing to uh, is 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 not a good thing. I don't think. Uh, but also, I just I, it's a functional building. You know, sort of below it's got the car parking, uh, above it offices, and it's all sort of set out. Um, and what would it be other than that? I mean, you know, we're, we're not in Nottingham, so they wouldn't turn it into a bar here. Uh, so, but what what else would they would they use this for? I think it'd almost certainly be flattened and you'd get housing here or something like that. But I remember as a kid, um, actually I think when I was in the Scouts, we got um, bought here for like a day trip to have a bit of a tour around the building. And I found it incredibly exciting, especially the garage underneath. And just around the side where we're going to go in a little while, there's um, like a little ramp that comes up from the, the, the basement garage. And that made me think of Hill Street Blues. And I was quite excited about that, that, that we had Hill Street Blues right here in, in Lincoln. Walking up, uh, up Beaumont Fee now, and I've already got a feeling that this grid, uh, while looking flat on a map, <laughs> uh, isn't so. Um, it's uh, the only hill, really, in Lincoln, and it's here. Um, but already we've, we've gone oh, probably about 30 feet uh, up Beaumont Fee, past the police station. And uh, one of the big hits about, about Lincoln, and I know we've said before, and may well say again, is the fact that we've risen up above a few chimney pots and factories, and already you can see, well, you can see the South Common, but you can see the countryside. And uh, it's already a, you know, a beautiful site. You don't have to go very high up um, you know, a story or two, and already you're seeing a really lovely view. What you also see here as well is, we, as you say, we've just come slightly uphill. Just around the corner, if we went back down the hill again, there are some quite, you know, not particularly nice houses. There are a lot of them split into student lets and accommodation, rotting windows and dustbins out the front. And we literally come, you know, a two-minute walk up the hill here, and we're surrounded by really very nice houses, you know, really quite attractive period houses. And, the, the, you know, there is the thing with Lincoln downhill is meant to be rough, uphill is posh. Uh, here you see that change happen within a matter of a few metres. You do. I, I imagine, Johnny, it's going to be uh, one of your ambitions perhaps to, to live uphill. Yeah, I started off down Brant Road when I was a kid uh, and then I moved um, up to the Brayford. I had a flatness of the Brayford. Now I've gone to uh, the West End. So I'm very, very slowly, you know, at tortoise pace, making my way up the hill. So by the time I'm about 60, we might be actually properly uphill somewhere. coming back down Hungate now and um, we've got the, the Ropery, this really quite swish private housing estate um, this actually used to be a school here um, the building just behind which has now been converted into the probably the, the swankiest of the swanky houses actually used to be the schoolhouse itself and then where the playground and everything was uh, we've got all these other new build houses all very nice uh, actually a little while but when they were being uh, originally marketed uh, me and my sister revisited our old habit of visiting show homes and uh, we, we came here and pretended that we were interested in buying one and had a good look around and yeah it was very interesting uh, and as we walk down looking at some of these houses that well let's face it johnny has been bothering estate agents about um yeah i've, I've been i've been doing what i do uh, a lot uh, anyone who hasn't got any net curtains up or, or the blind shut 
uh, I'm going to be looking in your window, uh, not to you know, not to see what you've got, but well, actually, yeah, <laughs> uh, but just you know, to, to to see how the houses are laid out, and uh, yeah, yeah, they, they they do look very nice, um, and I think I think we should take uh, your hobby of estate agent bothering uh, to uh, well to another level. <laughs> um, some at some point on on Lincoln A to Z, uh, I think we should pretend to want to buy a house and do our own sort of Kirsty and Phil job. What do you think? That's a good idea, actually, because that gets us an extra bit of the grid, doesn't it? We normally can't go into the houses, but if we pretend that we're interested in buying a home, then we get to properly explore the grid. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, me too, and I've got just the estate agents I want to do it to. <laughs> One other thing, we talked about how the, the, the pub is frustratingly just outside of our grid. Also just outside of our grid is the Cheese Society, which I'm, I'm quite a fan of. I like a good bit of cheese. And actually, uh, me and my wife, on a monthly basis, have uh, cheese night in our house. We'll go to the Cheese Society, we'll buy a, a selection of weird and wonderful cheeses, open a bottle of wine and um, sit in and watch The X Factor, stroke The Voice, stroke Britain's Got Talent, whatever happens to be on at the time. So, you know, as you can imagine, it's the long winter nights fly by in our house. Um, now, the thing I know, or the thing that someone told me about the cheese shop and the reason they like it and the reason I probably don't like it, love cheese, uh, but the Cheese Society, when they're cafe part, and I think, I think this is the thing that you're going to like about it quite, quite a lot, um, and I'm, I'm going to get on my high horse about is the fact that they don't really like kids in there, do they? That's true. I think, uh, yeah, during the day when the cafe's open, they have a, a no children under 10, I think, blanket rule. And, yeah, I, I know it is a bit controversial, but it's, it's their right to do that. I think, I think you know, most places nowadays accept kids. Most pubs let kids in. Um, it's nice to have the odd place where you've not got, you know, screaming kids. Although I'm, I'm going to be having a screaming kid myself later in the year, so when I can no longer go in the cheese society... I yeah. might change my tune. Yeah, you'll change your tune. I suppose, really, they just don't want a load of kids in there making jokes about cutting the cheese. <laughs> and, uh, and on that terrible joke uh, made by me outside the Cheese Society. Uh, yeah, so, Johnny, uh, let, let's focus uh, a little bit back on, on that and talk about your use of the word swish. I didn't even notice I did that at the time. But yeah, it's, it's not a word I use a lot, to be honest. And listening back to that in the studios we are, and uh, it really stuck out for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, I, I, I don't think you should use it that often. No, I use the word swanky as well. And, and yeah, again, yeah. that's that's not a word I use a lot. So no, yeah. no, but, but I suppose this is the uh, the area you were in uh, being influenced. I suppose as we as we travel around Lincoln on our A to Z. Oh, I was going to say journey then, but I don't want to say it. On our journey, um, uh, you know, you, you, we're going to start feeling these new emotions and, and exploring new dialogue, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of a better word for those houses, to be honest. And a lot of the houses in the, the upper part of this grid, there really is a, a such a defined difference between the, the styles of the houses, downhill and uphill. Um, yeah, and those those houses are swanky, although they are a gated community, yeah, which we yeah. talked a little about, which isn't it's something I'm not that keen on. I mean, in that case, it's quite a small gated community, so and it's not really getting in the way of anything. But um, there are, I think the, the biggest one near Lincoln is Burton Waters, which I'm not really a fan of. It's, it's quite a large area, big metal gates and fences all around it, and there's something about that I'm not entirely comfortable with it is but those that, that gated community around Burton waters that, that, that's not going to keep the floods out when they come is it no no yeah they'll they'll get their come up yeah no i do i do <laughs> no i do see what i do see what you mean though about the gated community is rather like a keep out sign uh, but sometimes i do wonder uh, and another thing that i think we both noticed around that area was uh, was certainly cctv you know it sort of seemed to be on uh, a lot of people's doors and that kind of thing and then um it opens up a discussion about whether that's paranoia or again like uh, like when we went to monks road is it a reaction to, uh, to to things that have happened um now i i was firmly on the campaign that when we're in monks road that the, the bars 
bars and gates around things uh, were because of vandalism and things like that. And we were proved right. In fact, I was proved right, if you remember, <laughs> yeah, uh, from, yeah. uh, from a resident there. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't be bringing it up unless I was proved right. However, I do think we're, we're, with that, there is a, certainly there is a deterrent, but certainly some, some paranoia. Uh, but if you, I think if you stick a gate up around something, that tells me there's something valuable inside there, don't you think? Probably, yeah. And of course, these houses are all incredibly close to the police station. So you'd think that would give them a little bit of confidence. That maybe shows a lack of confidence in the police. I don't know. Maybe so. um, but, you know, a lot of crime nowadays is more out in rural areas where there are no police around. You know, it can Lincolnshire is such a vast area. There are parts of the county where it can take half an hour for any policeman to get there from the moment you call them. So if I was going to commit a crime, which I'm not, but if I was going to commit a crime, mm-hmm. I would do it out in the, you know, the wall somewhere. Okay, well, it's on record now, mm. and uh, we're going to be hearing uh, from a policeman later on who is going to talk to us, uh, well, really, well, I suppose, uh, a bit about the cut and thrust of what it's like to be uh, a policeman, but also, obviously, uh, focusing on our BB2 grid and that uh, gargantuan eyesore, as it's been described, uh, the the, the, uh, the West Parade uh, police station. Lincoln, A to Z, BB2. Uh, and it's time now to hear about the history of this week's grid from Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive. Just a quick walk around this grid square is enough to give you the impression that the area is rich in history. Even all the Victorian and Edwardian villas and terraces, along with the relatively modern buildings like West Parade Police Station, can't detract from the influence of past centuries that you get from the steep winding streets like Beaumont Fee, which bends tightly up the hill and cobbled pathways like Motherby Hill, which by comparison ploughs straight up and down the slope with hardly a bend. The varied road layout can be explained when you realise that this grid square straddles the Western Roman city walls and later the defences of the medieval lower city. The roads and paths we see actually overlay a much earlier street pattern which influences the roads we see today. The curvy road of Beaumont Fee possibly follows the boundary of an early settlement within the walls. Roads on an east-west alignment like West Parade were probably making straight for the gates in the western city wall. The straight northwest line of Motherby Hill makes sense when you realise that you're walking on the line of the Roman western defences, which continue south to be seen preserved under City Hall. As well as archaeological evidence for centuries of human activity in this area, documentary evidence can tell us about buildings long since gone. One such vanished building is a church with possibly the best dedication I've ever come across, St Mary Crackpole. Brilliant. It lay on the very south side of our grid square, It may have been connected with the wealthy medieval estate of Beaumont Fee and was patronised by the great and the good. It was endowed with three chantries in the 14th century. These were chapels built in which prayers could be said for the eternal rest of the benefactor's soul. Not much else is known about St Mary Crackpole, but how on earth did it get such a great name? Well, like many places along the Lincoln Cliff, this church probably sat on a small terrace on the spring line where underground water was forced up to the surface. This may have created a small pool on this cliffside terrace, and the crack element of the name comes from Kraka, the Old Norse for crow, possibly referring to the crows who may have nested in the trees surrounding it. The significance of crows in many of the world's mythologies show them as representing the underworld and death. We still count crows. Numbers of magpies can predict the future. And the fortunes of Britain are safe, so long as the beefeaters at the Tower of London keep the raven's wings clipped to stop them flying away. As well as being populated by these mysterious birds, given the ritualistic significance that pre-Christian people gave to natural watercourses, such as springs, and we're not far from Spring Hill, remember, this pool may have been a sacred site for centuries before Christianity came to our shores. 
Sadly, this already ancient city church was demolished in 1549 when it merged with the parish of St Martin's after the Reformation and its graveyard was used as overspill for St Martin's until, unbelievably, the 1850s. That's possibly over a thousand years' worth of burials in this one tiny area in the south side of our little grid square. Our thanks to Joe and for a text version of that is available, of course, from our website, lincolnatorz.co.uk. And uh, for more information about the archives, visit lincolnshire.gov.uk forward slash archives. Uh, and back now to our walk around our BB2 grid. And in this part, we highlight why Lincoln A to Z came into existence. And that's discovering somewhere really quite wonderful. Uh, so... Just away now from, from the hustle and bustle, you, you, you'll be able to hear the difference because there aren't cars running past us every, every two minutes. Although there is a compressor running in the background outside the back of the Burton Arms. Uh, we're on Motherby Lane, uh, which uh, I, I never even knew existed. Uh, it looks fantastic, uh, re- really sort of scenic, uh, old cobbled uh, street uh, going upwards, uh, sort of uh, running up towards uh, the, the, the castle and uphill area anyway. Um, it looks like it's going to get us out of puff. Yeah, I really like um, Motherby Lane. Uh, it's, say it's like a little oasis away from all the traffic. It's a little narrow, um, sort of Dickensian little hill, really, isn't it? It's still got the old-style kind of gas-style lamps. It really takes you back in time, I think. It's like a little magic door. It takes you straight uphill. So just over over halfway on, on Motherby Hill. Um, and we're not too out of breath, but then, to be honest, we've not been breaking any records, uh, probably because we're enjoying the walk so much. Um, and uh, there's a couple of sort of um, oval oval cutouts with uh, with sort of shelves in uh, in a really old stone wall. And uh, in, in one of them is just all sort of stoned up in the other. It says, uh, Danger, Steep Staircase, on uh, on a little blue door. Um, and I'm just going to try and open the uh, the door. No, there's a key. There's a little keyhole next to it. Um, but right now, I don't, I don't want to know anything else about the entire, well, this this grid, or maybe even the world, until I find out what's through that door. Yeah, I'd love to know what's the other side of that. I think we need a magic word. We're here just really at the the, the summit, uh, which I, I like to call the summit uh, of Motherby Hill. And uh, just looking across the city, it's just starting to, to light up at 20 to 9. Uh, at night and uh, but yeah actually you can you can see uh, just someone w- w- would be able to come here and look across uh, across the town and look at the development uh, of the Brayford and the university and the new hotels and the things that go with it and they'd be able to look at uh, the old industrial buildings uh, the old titanic works they'd be able to look at the gruesome awful grimness uh, of the trading estates on Trenton Road uh, and then also out uh, and beyond into the housing estates uh, and the parks uh, and then out into the flatlands of Lincolnshire Uh, it's really quite a sight Now, as, as most grids get get pulled out, and uh, I've lived in Lincoln uh, most of my life. Johnny, you've lived in Lincoln all your life, haven't you? Well, since I was four. Okay, yeah, well, so I, uh, me since I, was, since I was eight. That's good enough for me. We both lived there all our lives. Um, so as we, as we pull each grid out, uh, there's, uh, there's a story, I think, pretty much in most of these grids uh, for each of us. Uh, at least one of us can relate to one area of the grid. Now, this, uh, this brings back a, a really quite brilliant memory for me. <laughs> Spring Hill we are now. Um, and there used to be a, a great big water leak uh, for a long, long time uh, on Spring Hill. They had it closed off. Uh, and that was for, uh, for the late 80s. Uh, but long story short, when I was at school, uh, we did a, a play. Uh, I was at Sir Francis Hill School, which we'll cover in a later grid. And we did a play called Retastrophe, uh, written by one of the teachers, Mr. Parrish. And it was based on 
the story of the Pied Piper of Hamelin. And, uh, in the Rotastrophe story, when the Pied Piper led the children away, he led them into uh, a hole in Spring Hill. And uh, my line, my line in it was this. Spring Hill, Spring Hill, we told you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I think it was delivered a lot quicker than that because I was nervous. Um, so there you go. Spring Hill, Spring Hill, we told you, Mr. Mayor. And it seems a glorious and fitting end to this grid that we do that with the bells of the cathedral chiming in the background. And I come to my theatrical home, my th- part of my theatrical debut as, well, star, well, Townsperson 3 in Rotastrophe. And, uh, and as we cut back into the studio now, I, I feel, well, a little emotional. Uh, I mean, we, that's an Oscar-winning performance right there. That was a, a deeply moving piece of theatre, yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm impressed. I, I didn't know you had the talent. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> that was meant to be a compliment, but I don't think it came <laughs> no, out quite right, did it? No, no it sounded oh, exactly well. not, like, uh, not like a compliment. Well done. Uh, okay, right. So, uh, yeah, Spring Hill, Spring Hill, we told you, Mr. Mayor. Um, it's uh, it stuck with me and that was a line that was put in that uh, I know um, uh, for the parents that was one for the parents you know when you you go and see a Disney movie these, these kind of things you know they, they oh, throw yeah. in lines for the adults adult references and yeah, adult yeah. references yeah yeah because that, that uh, the Spring Hill had been closed for such a long time uh, due, due to the water leak uh, and obviously inconveniencing the townsfolk and uh, yeah yeah it got it got a, a wry smile it's, it's, it's not the funniest line in the world uh, and at the time it won't have been delivered uh, with with the comic timing uh, that it needed, or the or the recognition. However, um, uh, there there it is. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure my mum will have the uh, the program for that uh, somewhere, which uh, may or may not get added to our exhibition. Uh, <laughs> and as we both stand here <laughs> shaking our heads, oh, I don't um, think so. But I think we'll, we with this grid uh, BB2. I think we're both surprised because what happens when we get into the larger red scale uh, city centre grids? Uh, actually, they get a bit smaller, don't they? You know, the scale of it, obviously, but the grids get a bit smaller. Uh, easier to walk around, admittedly, but uh, that that can sometimes lead us to worry a touch that there's there's not going to be as much uh, juice on the bone, if you like. But it was it was a nice grid to walk around, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, there was an enormous amount in this grid, and I, I enjoyed this grid. It's one I walk through every day going to work, and uh, yeah, as you say, there's a whole idea of A to Z that we stop and have a look around, and we, we end up going up uh, Motherby Hill, and uh, yeah, discovering that, that nice little shortcut to uh, uphill. Yeah, exactly. First time I've ever been down there, uh, and I, I, I really, really like it. It's a great street, and like you say, yeah, it's a shortcut. That's going to get us. Uh, that's going to get us to the posh bit a bit quicker, isn't it? Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. It's, uh, it's time for a question of Lincoln, the, the bells there of Lincoln Cathedral, signalling so. And uh, the Siren FM choir just uh, just warming up. And uh, as, we're, as we're pre-recording this, we're pre-recording on a Wednesday night and, uh, and through the other studio uh, from nine o'clock, you can hear the groundwork session. And uh, I would urge you uh, to do so. Uh, very charming young men they are. Uh, they've uh, they've turned their, their break beats down just, just a touch so we can... We can have this choir practice. Okay, Johnny, uh, question of Lincoln and uh, the score currently. Um, I don't want to turn this this episode into a gloat fest. Uh, no, however, God forbid. No, no. Uh, five two to me currently. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll let you go first. 
Okay, then. Nice, uh, easy one for you this week. A hole. A what? I said a hole. A hole. A hole. Okay. Um, Lincoln has three high-rise blocks of flats. Okay. You've got Trent View, mm-hmm. uh, Shuttleworth House, mm-hmm. and Jarvis House. Yeah. Named after Jarvis Cocker, of course. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, which of them is the tallest? <laughs> oh, brilliant question. So, is brilliant, it A, Trent View House? Question. Well done. B, Shuttleworth House? Or C, Jarvis House? Your 10 seconds starts now. I mean, the, the, the one uphill looks bigger, doesn't it? Um, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> um, I'm, oh. Shuttleworth. That was just a lucky guess, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the only one I could remember at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, Trentview House and Jarvis House are both 15 stories. Shuttleworth House is 17 stories. Oh, well done. Well done. Um, okay, well, uh, okay. currently 6-2. Uh, you need this. To make it six three, oh, I and really need this. You, you do. Otherwise, I mean, the whole thing's pointless. Um, okay, now scale. It's funny you should pick one on scale this week, and uh, so have I. Oh, okay. Um, I think you're going to get this. Uh, not far from our, our BB2 grid is the uh, the street that was named Britain's best place in 2011. Uh, now, this isn't the question, but you know it. What is it? Yeah, steep hill. Of course, steep hill. Of course. Uh, now, my question to you, uh, Johnny Lee Hoare: What is the gradient of steep hill? Is it A? One in seven, B, one in eight, or C, one in five. This is spooky because I was trying to think of more questions today, and I was actually thinking about that one, but no. I, I didn't look it up. I wish, I really <laughs> wish now I'd looked it up. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go. Sorry, what were the options again? Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, right. Seeing as how you're so far behind, I'll yeah, give you yeah, them. Okay, please. Uh, one in seven, one in eight, or one in five. Oh, it's, well, it's very steep, so it's got to be one in five, isn't it? Uh, no. <sighs> <laughs> I'm what? hopeless at this. It's one in seven, and I think I don't know much about ratios and and degrees. But is that not the, the, the no the bigger the number the smaller? I don't know. Someone get in contact with us. Although we're not here in the studio tonight, someone tweet us at uh, Lincoln <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln A to Z and tell us whether ratios go up or down depending on the on the steepness. I'd have thought one in seven means for every seven you go up one. Okay, but that's not very steep at all, is it? One in seven. Well, okay. I'm going to check that afterwards. Okay. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk Now, recently, as part of the Lincoln Inspired Festival, the brilliant Peter Kerr uh, came along to give a talk uh, along the West Parade in the Bowlful, uh, and a great night was had by all. And uh, it was great for me to meet up again with Peter because uh, we we once interviewed him on the Reading Room, and a completely fascinating man with a a great past. Uh, Used to uh, tour around with big bands, been a music publisher, uh, and then he travelled over to uh, Mallorca and uh, decided to grow oranges with his family. Uh, and he's written books uh, extensively uh, that, that come under the heading of travel books in Mallorca. Uh, so we wanted to get Peter's uh, travel eye uh, on our grid. And uh, you join the conversation uh, with, with myself and Peter, and Peter being a little bit reluctant to criticise the police. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> criticise the police station. <laughs> no, 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 it's OK, because actually for, for this, a good friend of ours on Siren FM is a policeman. So we've spoken to him about it. We've spoken to him about what goes on inside the building, uh, and he absolutely hates it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's just stand back here so we get a bit less traffic noise. Um, so I'm very pleased to say that we've been joined uh, out on uh, on our grid, our BB2 grid, uh, by the author Peter Kerr, um, probably best known uh, for travel writing, although uh, is it a historical novel you've just... Uh... Yeah, that's right. It's called Song of the Eight Winds, and it's, um, it's set in 13th century Mallorca. I'm, most of my travel books were 
were, were set there as well. So there's not a common denominator, but yeah, Song of the Eight Winds is the new one, and it, it's it's the first um, the, the, the first historical novel I've done. Okay, and uh, and you're here uh, tonight to give uh, a bit of a talk uh, in the bowlful. And what we said we'd like to do is uh, is just get Peter's his, his travel writer's eye, really. Um, and and we started our, our grid walk really with looking at the the police station, commonly known as Rivita House uh, by its appearance. And uh, so, Peter, give us your, your first impressions of that building, please. Well, actually, I've seen a lot of police stations, mainly from the inside, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I quite like that. Maybe, maybe it's the uh, the cherry tree in blossom and the lovely sunny evening you've got here, Paul, <laughs> that's, that's, that's making it look good. I don't mind that, but I can understand why it's called Drive Eater House. And, and really, there are worse... What, what that was, 1960s? Yeah. Yeah. Quite frankly, most of the stuff that was put up in municipal buildings in the 60s, I think, are awful. And that's not the worst of them. But I can understand why people are not too keen on it. Because when you look about, and it's, I know that probably most, most of the buildings round about here that we're looking at just now are probably Victorian, red brick Victorian. And uh, these 1960s things, architects wanted to try and make a statement, I think, of the time. And I think that by and large it wasn't it wasn't successful. So how how is that for hedging my bets in case the police come out and get me? <laughs> I, I think you're safe. I think you're safe. Let's take a walk on Motherby Hill now, and this is where I, I really really enjoyed uh, coming. And it's part of the Lincoln A to Z thing that we go off the off the beaten track. Um, and how much in your, in your time as as a, as a travel writer, uh, how much you know is it important just to to go and discover things? Well, see, I'm described as a travel writer, and the truth of the matter is that what I did was I took my wife and kids in 1984 to Edinburgh Airport and flew them to Mallorca, and that was about the end of the travelling. Because once we got there, we were growing oranges, or trying to grow oranges for a living. So so I'm really not not essentially a travel writer, but but I do have an eye for for detail, I think, which, um, which I use in the writing. And I'm always looking about at things, and I can see that this now that we're at the back of the police station, where you've got um, a, a red brick tradition. It's a shame to see to see concrete things being put up. That I know what you're going to say though. That municipal building, building across there, it's red brick, isn't it? Yeah. And it's not too pretty either. No, no, no. That's the uh, what you're pointing out there is the council building, which I believe to be Lincoln's ugliest building. Right. Uh, I think this, the, the police station, although it's it's a monstrosity um, it's got so much character that it, it breaks through that I think somehow good point good point Paul yeah but I mean look, looking up the hill there to again it's it's nice when, when the trees are in blossom a, a bit late this year but I mean the, the, these old red red brick houses are lovely aren't they yeah. I, I think so because yeah. as I say the, they belong to this part of the world well, let's take an amble now up Motherby Hill. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a bit of an incline here, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think the view from the top will be worth it. Good. Yeah, so standing now at the, at the top of, of, of Motherby Hill, which, as a sense of discovery, has become one of my favourite places in Lincoln recently, just because I can see I can see the differences, and you can see the changes of the new hotels and going out across Lincolnshire. Uh, and you just made the point about Lincolnshire's flatness, haven't you? What? Well, yeah. The first time I came here, I walked up Steep Hill. <laughs> and they could they called yeah, that for a reason. Yeah. And it's coming here from from further west, it's all very flat and it reminds me of East Lothian where I come from. And yet plunk right in the middle of of Lincoln is this big hill. And it's obviously historical, that's why they put the castle at the top. But it's a it's a it's a pity in many respects that 
when you can see it from here, you, you can see the industrial parts that, that, that sort of stick up above the, uh, the residential bits. And it's it's not unique to, to, to Lincoln, but but any town and city, it has these areas, and it's it, it does tend to spoil. But then on a day like today, which all of a sudden the sun's gone in, and it's a bit cloudy, everything looks a bit sort of dry anyway. Yeah, it does. Because you don't get the colour. It does. But one thing, I mean, certainly Johnny and I have spent uh, our producer Johnny and I have spent a bit of time now uh, down, and you can see those uh, the, the the fascias uh, near the hotels yeah. and uh, you know the the, the industrial park, yeah. which really rips the the character out of any place. Those big plastic fascia boards. Yeah, I know. It's it, it's unfortunate, but you know, traveling by train as I've done today, and you come down through the countryside, and well, obviously a lot of these industrial places are placed for that reason. Beside beside railway tracks and stations, and there are very very few few towns that haven't got that sort of um, well, it's a, it's a, it's a disfigurement. But then again, it's it's there because it makes money and it creates works. It's commercial. So you're, you're, you're down here uh, as part of the Lincoln-inspired festival, uh, and you've been here for book festivals uh, in, in the past. Uh, so when, when Lincoln c- uh, comes out and you look on the calendar and you look on the diary and think, all right, I'm going to Lincoln, is that always a good thing? Do you look forward to it? Yeah, I mean, and I'm not just saying that because I'm in Lincoln just now, but, but genuinely, I, I love coming to Lincoln because, um, well, I always come by train anyway, and, and travelling through the Lincolnshire countryside is, OK, power stations, I know, but we've got them everywhere, power stations. If you forget about that, the Lincolnshire landscape and the, the agricultural aspect of it, because I, I used to be a farmer as well, I, I think Lincolnshire is a, a fabulous um, part of the country. Again, people say, ah, but it's a bit off the beaten track for tourists and stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, that's not a bad thing. You know, If you get enough tourists to keep you going, you don't want to be, you don't want to be swamped by them because the, the, the place has got character. I compare it to East Lothian, where I come from in Scotland, and, and it's, it's very similar. It's sort of, well, it's predominantly agricultural and, um, and rolling countryside. We've got flat bits as well. And um, Lincoln and Lincolnshire feels like coming home to me. I, I love it here. And you say there about where other people say it's off the beaten track. Do do people talk about Lincoln a lot? Because it is it is a bit out of the way. If I'm in another part of the country, I usually have to explain where Lincoln is. That's right. Yeah, that's that, that's what I found as well. That if, if, if people say, "Well, where are you off to next week?" I say, "I'm going back to Lincoln again." Then they say, "Well, yeah, but that's well, that's the, the, the phrase is off the beaten track." And of course, it isn't. It's not off the beaten track at all. But. It's like any place that's nice. We talked about Mallorca a while ago. That was spoiled because all the people who went there, not all of them, but, but, but those who, um, who chose to, wanted to, to live in a place like Mallorca. And so developments and overdevelopments happened. And greed comes into it because things happen with, with regard to, to, to the type of buildings that are put up. And they're put up fast because everybody wants to make a quick buck. It spoiled a lot of Mallorca, some of the most beautiful coastline anywhere. Um, I can't remember it, but I know a guy who was in the Navy just after the war who went to Mallorca before all these new resorts were put up, long before. And he said it was paradise because it was, it, it was unspoiled. And instead of them catering for the demand that was there in a controlled way, they went for the quick buck. And um, and that's why I think that places like East Lothian or Lincolnshire, when they are discovered by, by, by mass tourism, it would be good to go back to the planners again and hope that they actually... Um, Keep, keep on top of the thing and just don't let it get out of control. 
Uh, there we go. Absolutely wonderful uh, to spend some time in uh, the company of Peter Kerr. And uh, I've no doubt he'll, be, he'll come back to Lincoln as part of uh, book festivals and things like that in the future. And if you get the chance, please do. He's, he's, he's a lovely person to, to, to spend an evening with. Uh, he went on then uh, to the Bowlful uh, down, down the end of West Parade and, and, and gave a talk while eating uh, fantastic food, no doubt. And uh, as part of the... Uh, the objects that we're, we're gathering up for our, our, our big exhibition uh, in 2014 at the collection. Um, we, we, we gather something from, from each grid, and Peter gave me a copy of Song of the Eight Winds, uh, which is his new uh, his new uh, novel, uh, which actually I think is a bit of a, a turn uh, for Peter. Normally done, uh, well, he, he calls it travel writing, but it's, you know, it was all about Mallorca, really. <laughs> I love the line in that piece where he said, Yeah, you know, the extent of my travel was getting on a plane and taking the family to Mallorca, which, you know, but, but it's good, but he has got that, that eye for detail. And uh, I, I could spend far much more company uh, in his company uh, than is probably welcome. Uh, okay, um, one thing we mentioned throughout there, and uh, we've got, certainly got a thread running on our website, lincolnatorz.co.uk, uh, is ugly buildings. We've mentioned it before, and I suppose one thing we, we like to describe uh, the, the setting and uh, that Rivita House in West Parade has come up time and time again, hasn't it, Johnny? It has, yeah. I mean, like you, I don't think it's that bad. It's not beautiful, but it's okay. Uh, there's plenty worse in Lincoln, as we've discussed. Yeah. I've, I've got a particular dislike at the moment for the uh, the new Sainsbury's on Carhome Road, which I, I walk past an awful lot. I just I, it doesn't fit in at all. It's got it was a grotty garage before though, so is it not improved? Mm, marginally, I guess it could have been so much better though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I, don't even, try hard enough. No, no, true. But even that even that grotty garage, I suppose, had had character. Uh, and and I, it's okay. I know the person who owned that guy, so, <laughs> so I feel within my rights <laughs> almost. Although he won't thank me for it. Um, but uh, if you are in and around Lincoln and uh, you see something that you you dislike, take a photo of it and get uh, on Twitter. Use the hashtag Lincoln A to Z, and uh, and get in contact with us via Twitter. Uh, bang something up on our Facebook page as well. You're very much uh, more than welcome to. And uh, of course, you can email us Lincoln A to Z at sirenonline.co.uk. Let us know what you think uh, is, is is Lincoln's ugliest buildings. But I think maybe soon, Johnny, we might turn into. In, into pretty buildings or, or, or good buildings, you know, may, maybe we'll have had enough of, of, of slagging things off, for want of a better word, and we'll we'll try and be proactive. But isn't everyone just going to say the cathedral? Well, yeah, I, I hope not. I, th- I think there are some great buildings in Lincoln. I'd, I'd go for the collection myself. I think that's a fantastic building. Yeah? Uh, yeah, but actually the page on the website does say uh, Lincoln's best or worst buildings. So you can do the best as well as the worst. It doesn't have to be the, the negative. True, and this obviously goes to show how unfamiliar I am with, uh, <laughs> with our own website. Lincoln A to Z. Uh, now, another thing we like to uh, introduce you to, and it shows our heritage here on Siren FM, uh, is to bring some spoken word uh, into it, uh, courtesy of Trefor Davis. And uh, the first time uh, Johnny and I met Treff, I think the, uh, the, the phrase to say it is he was well-oiled. And uh, this seems to be a theme. BB2, the joiner's arms. I've only ever been to this pub the once, but that was only a couple of weeks ago, and you can be sure that I'll be going again. I was late home on a Friday night, having been to Derbyshire to drop the kids off on the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Award expedition. I didn't get to the pub until 8.45. That's unusual for me on a Friday night. I normally like to get a few in early doors and then get home for dinner with Anne at a sensible time. On this occasion, it was too late for dinner, so I called the boys to see if they were still around. They were at the Joiner's Arms. The Joiner's Arms is on Victoria Street, near the cop shop on West Parade in Lincoln. You will have probably seen the Burton Arms without noticing Joiner's Arms further up the street on the left. I've got to tell you it's a gem. When I got there, the boys were playing killer on the pool table. Miss three pots and you're out. Pound in, winner takes all. 
They'd been drinking since five o'clock, so the party was in full swing by the time I got there. I had half an hour before picking up my takeaway from the Newport Arms Chinese restaurant up the hill, so I nursed the pint, but still had a good chat. The thing about the Joiner's Arms is that it's a simple, proper pub. No pretensions. There's a wide selection of real ales behind the bar at very reasonable prices. There was no jukebox, just a CD player, which people used to play their CDs of choice. The Joiner's Arms deserves success. The game of killer finished, someone loudly took his winnings, and the boys began to move on to the tap and spile down the road. I set off for my takeaway and home. I shall return. Uh, there, to prove he, uh, he lived the life of a king there, uh, Treffer Davis. And uh, if you want to find some more about Treff, uh, he's on uh, Twitter at Treff, T-R-E-F. And uh, philosopherontap.com is his website. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Uh, yeah, that's right. You're listening to uh, Siren FM here. And this is Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. And uh, you, we were investigating BB2, which is uh, a, a grid square for, taken from the large-scale uh, city centre uh, part of the Lincoln A to Z map. And one of the predominant parts of that is, of course, uh, the police station, Rivita House, as it's locally known. And uh, we wanted a little bit more inside information on that, so uh, we went to Siren FM's very own Dave Milling. Well, I was working in a very, very boring job in, in the Ministry of Defence. It was the same work every day with the same people. And you got to see uh, individuals who were sort of wearing ill-fitting tank tops um, from 30 years past that talked about various different weapon systems in a sort of very geeky way, I thought to myself, I can't stay here because uh, I can see myself uh, underachieving um, and not doing anything really with my life. So I, I looked at, across the board and the Met Police were recruiting quite heavily at that point and um, I, I, I sort of had a discussion with people that I used to work behind the bar with at university of of whom several had joined, joined the job, so to speak. And um, I sort of did a bit of research, went out with them for a day, see if I liked it. It was basically the fact that you could make a difference with, with, with something that you do, which is a big important thing with me. I, I want to make a difference. Something I do, I want to make a difference. It's a big thing. Secondly, it's different every day. You don't know what's going to happen next. I predicted that you were going to say it's a different thing every day, um, but you, I know we hear so much about the paperwork and things like that that, that drag you down now. And uh, uh, you know, that, is is that true? Is that is that actually the reality of it? Only if you let it drag you down. It's like anything, really. If if you if you let your paperwork build up, then it, it of course will. You'll have to have a, a day sorting it out. And I, I tend to do a lot of my paperwork on nights because. Um, at four o'clock in the morning you'd hope that the world are in the bed they're not always in your bed and you can sometimes have a catastrophe happen the paperwork's always been there because you obviously need evidence because if you don't have evidence you're not really going anywhere and yeah you don't really get that conviction are you well exactly and the thing is if you consider the fact that interviews until the late 80s weren't taped they're all written so if you think about the paperwork involved with that and writing and so it, yeah okay there are there is a lot of paperwork but it's we we save time in other means but but it is truly you don't know what's going to happen next and that is kind of kind of exciting in a way Picking up on that excitement, can you remember y- y- your first arrest, your first uh, you know sort of uh, ride oh, yes. getting the blues and twos going, and and can you remember how that felt? First arrest, well, um, the Blues and Twos weren't going. We were on, it was raining, 
It was cold. Uh, we were in a place in Lewisham, um, which was apparently doing a DVLA check on uh, tax discs and uninsured people. And um, basically, this guy came through with foreign plates on that were fakes, and it turned out he'd nicked a, a £30,000 sports car, so I got him for that. So, yeah, it was... Um, it was quite a good first arrest. And, that, and so, that, I mean, obviously that sticks in your mind because it's the first arrest. You don't have this photographic memory of all of your arrests, do you? Um, no, because I, I don't actually like arresting people. You might think that that's quite strange, but, yeah, yeah don't get me wrong, if there's a bad guy and they've done something wrong, then you, you should do your best to try and get them get, get them into custody. However, I don't think, you know, arresting people is, is, is a nice thing. It's quite, um, if you think what you're doing, you're depriving them of liberty, you're searching them. In some cases, you're, for certain occasions, you're asking them to remove all the clothing uh, because just in case they've got anything concealed that might harm you or them. Um, it's not, you don't often see people in the best of circumstances. And it's part of the work that, that sort of gets you down. That you, the fact that you don't see people in the best of circumstances. That's true. You see, I would see that as a, as a popular misconception about uh, police officers, that, that they enjoy that part of the job, they enjoy that. I mean, what, what other misconceptions uh, are there? Well, some people might enjoy that. I mean, I, I, it's only my, my sort of interpretation of it. The, the other popular misconceptions are we don't always go around booting people's <laughs> doors in like you see on Brit Cops. And, and what, what, what you see on some of those, now that they've taken away programmes such as the Bill, and replace them with cheap fly-on-the-walls things, what you don't see is the, the amount of good work that goes on, reassuring neighbourhoods, going out and activities, you know, trying to make a difference with, with actually solving a crime for somebody, which is a big thing. You know, some people might, th- might think, you know, won't ring the police because, oh, it's in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But if your window's being put through and you're living in fear then it's the biggest thing to you and it matters. And to be fair, you should get a good service. So it's a popular misconception. It's, it's the people think that we're out to get people, but we're not. I think that's... We're out to get the people that are doing stuff wrong. Don't get me wrong, that are trying to burgle and trying to steal from cars, as we should be. But we're just trying to do our best with the resources we have. Let's look now specifically at the grid. Uh, and our grid BB2, which is uh, is where the, the Lincoln Police Station is, Central Police Station in town, and it's also it's commonly known as the, as the Rivita Building. It's, it, a lot of Rivita people, House. Rivita House. A lot of people don't like the, the the look of it. What's your opinion of its of its appearance? It's the same as most of the architecture between the mid fifties and, and and the mid seventies. It is horrible. Um, it's concrete. It's gla- a lot of glass in it. Um, I equate it with my old school, North Castleman School, one of the tall buildings there. The architect's dream, if we build something out of, lots of something out of concrete and style it with windows and make it an odd shape, then it's a fantastic design piece. There's a lot of beautiful buildings around BB2, as it's known to you. Not far away, you've got the New Life Church on Newland, you've got some of the older buildings on Newland, and Embowment Fee as well itself you've got some nice old 1920s buildings um and it just seems to me that it's the architecture from the mid 50s to the mid 70s should just be sort of wiped out and said well really we we thought we were doing something art nouveau yeah and actually it's not very nice at all 
Um, is it functional? It, it seems to me that a police station is a functional building. When you get inside there, and I, I've, I've been inside it once or twice, and is it a functional building? Does it do the job it needs to do? Well, yes, it does. There we go. Um, but, <laughs> but what I will say is it's designed in a square, and the one thing I think it misses is that it has no natural light coming into it, which makes a building suffer in, inside. But it's a functional building, of course it's a functional building, but um, I think it could be nice. OK, now the last, last question I've got for you is something that we noticed when we were walking around our grid BB2, and we were at Mother, uh, Motherby Lane. You've been, you've been at Mother, Motherby mm. Lane, surely. Uh, and it's a really nice uh, cobbled street, bit of an incline get there yes. we, we're a bit out of puff at the top but i've got to tell you around the back of the police station you make that an eyesore <laughs> uh, it's just full of old traffic cones and things like that it needs tidying up around the back car park the back car park don't even get me started on the back car park of the police station the back car park of whoever designed the back car park i would like to have a serious discussion with but it's not the designer's fault that around the back of that, that old garage out the back there there's just things that are dumped there and it really, really? ruins yeah it really ruins uh, what is a beautiful I, beautiful I, I street would suge- i would suggest you should write to the superintendent in charge of west parade and and point it out to him because i think he would be uh he'd be quite interested to to hear that and there we go ah, these yeah the sound you can hear there is me licking the stamp on the uh, the letter we've just written uh, to the superintendent of the police station to uh, tidy up his backyard, and uh, I'm expecting my car to be pulled over almost every day. <laughs> Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Thanks for listening to the Lincoln A to Z podcast. Do you know anything about this or any of our other 52 grids? If so, we'd love to hear from you. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk has all the information and contact details you'll need. And don't forget the live Lincoln A to Z show is on Siren FM Monday nights from 9.